me, me, me. Hello. Happy Friday. What's happening? Welcome to the Mindful Drinking Movement. I'm your host, Jess Betancourt. I'm a hypnotherapist and an addiction coach, and I am on a roll. I'm on a mission to help people reevaluate their relationship with alcohol, to help you feel better by learning how to drink less, to take it or leave it, to have it not at all, just to really have alcohol be in a role in your life that feels good to you. Because if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably an indication that you are ready for those changes. If not, you're in a place of making them already. So hello, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for, for showing up for yourself. Thank you for working on you. Today's episode, um, in today's episode, I want to kind of balance out and discuss the differences as, as I perceive them between mindful drinking and classical or typical moderation techniques. So there are differences between the two. For me, moderation has a lot to do with the tracking and the tallying, creating an awareness of volume and intake, um, monitoring and creating guidelines for yourself around how much you would like to consume, in any given amount of time. And I think that that is really valid, of course, and important. And I think there's also something missing from the standard methods of, of moderation, which are not really addressing the root cause of why the habit formed the way it did and why it's still being cyclical and why a person has a really hard time with just um, creating rules and guidelines and expecting oneself to adhere to that and for that to solve the problem because it doesn't (laughs) because it doesn't what really solves the problem is addressing the deeper issues of why you're drinking and healing the root cause of that issue And those are deep subconscious beliefs that you need to be able to identify, clarify, and rewrite. That is where mindful drinking comes in. So I think mindful drinking and moderation, they make like a really nice couple, right? It's like type A and type B. But I think that mindful drinking is moving more into the forefront of people who are healing their relationship with alcohol because it requires a deeper level of healing within yourself, which that is what solves the problem. That is what solves the issue is, is resolving the internal conflict within yourself that is causing the urge to drink on repeat, the urge to drink to tune out, the urge to drink to not um, fully be with yourself. So mindful drinking to me includes any type of healing that allows you to connect with and be tender with and create as visible parts of you that are wounded or hurt or traumatized that need that type of attention, that need some modality of therapy. Um, If you're a listener of this show, then you know that hypnotherapy is my preferred method, but there are that is not the only route that can be taken, right? There's somatic healing, there's <clears throat> uh, psychotherapy, there's 
breath work, there's deep trance work, that's kind of like hypnotherapy, but there's so many ways, right? So when you find the way of healing that feels very good to you, that can be a part of your mindful drinking journey. So mindful drinking is really delving deep into the healing part of your, it's really delving deep into healing because when you heal on deeper and deeper levels, the symptoms will tend to take care of themselves. And alcohol addiction, over drinking, binge drinking, using alcohol, alcohol use disorder, these are all different ways to name the symptom, which is turning to alcohol to make ourselves feel better. That's the symptom. But when you don't need to turn away from yourself, there's no need for it anymore. That's what I have, that's what I have found has worked so well for me, and that's the way that I work with my clients. Um, on the other side of this coin, we have the moderation techniques, which are monitoring and tracking and observing and being aware of the volume. Um, that's really important too, but I just think that moderation by itself is not enough. However, we all need to, we need to know um, the facts and the figures and the numbers, right? That's really important because if you are not aware of what equates one drink, your huge glass of wine, you might consider to be one drink. And if you have two of those, you might be okay with yourself um, on a mental level telling yourself that you only had two drinks. But um, really, maybe you had four. <laughs> maybe you had four drinks. If you're just pouring at home, you know, at the volume, however you wish, or if you're in a clubhouse somewhere and they just... Um, like you and want you to stay and they fill your drink to the brim, that is not one. So in the United States, for example, one standard drink or one unit, one alcoholic drink equivalent, contains roughly 14 grams of pure alcohol of the ethanol component, which is 12 ounces of regular beer, which is about 5, 4.5 to 5% alcohol, 5 ounces of wine, which is about 12 to 13% alcohol, or one and a half ounces of, of liquor, of distilled spirits, which is about 40% alcohol. And we'll use U.S. standards because I'm an American. <laughs> um, so according to the National Institute of Health on alcoholism and alcohol use disorder, for men consuming, consuming I'm sorry, this is what... Um, is defined as heavy drinking. For men, it's consuming five or more drinks on any day. And drinks here is what we um, we just defined as units. Units equals drinks. Drinks is not some vague term. It's a measured unit. So for men, consuming five or more units on any day or 15 or more per week is considered heavy drinking. And for women, that is consuming four or more on any day or eight or more drinks slash units week. So for me, when I was a bottle of wine a day, I was like, oh, that's four. You know, I'd pour four huge glasses of wine. But by these standards, by these metrics, that's five drinks. That's five units. So it's, it's very beneficial to know these figures and these numbers so you can create more awareness on how much it is that you're actually consuming. 
And in that aspect, I think that moderation has its place. We, we need to create more awareness on how much volume it is that we're actually consuming and to not kind of wash over it with, um, with these like generalized pores or just saying one, just because it's in one container makes it one. Like I used to have a um, wine glass that would hold an entire 750 milliliter bottle of wine. And I thought it was really funny. And I said, now I'm having my one drink. And it's, it's not that it's not funny, but it's, you know what I mean? Like when we gloss over what's really happening and like all the jokes and the memes that make that type of thing funny, it also is allowing us to not see what we really need to see which is that the volume that most people are consuming is actually more alcohol than they really know that they are ingesting that is the that's the point i wanted to make about moderation how it does have its place and it's also just not enough if you want to really create a change in the relationship that you have with alcohol. It's kind of like if you quit drinking, but you never work on the internal, um, you never work on your internal world. You never work on your relationship with yourself. This is what's known as a dry drunk, I believe in AA terms, but abstinence is not the same as healing your relationship with alcohol. And moderation is not the same as healing your relationship with alcohol. But when you do heal your relationship with alcohol, you can have a freedom that is just beyond anything that you might expect. When you finally arrive on the other side of that, and you will know when that happens to you, you will have clarity, you will have lightness, you will have peace about you that alcohol can be there or not, and it won't bother you either way. That, to me, is the ultimate freedom. I know for some people... Um, absolute sobriety and not being around alcohol in any means but that's not really like the theme of my show but if you are here I love you of course and I know that for some people having that um, in place that those kinds of barriers and boundaries around yourself is for safety and is for some people really really need that for for their own personal safety and I definitely understand that the same with counting days counting days of sobriety or counting alcohol free days that definitely absolutely has its place for people who find safety and and need that as well um, but if you are in more of like the gray area drinking zone and you're looking for more of it not a like I quit drinking altogether but really just like a recess or a break or the ability to just not have it occupy so much of your uh, thought processes all day it's kind of that's like the realm that I play in as well and on in that area it's not so necessary to count and tally and to um, have metrics and it's possible. It's possible. And I think it gives you a, a peace of mind that you can just have the freedom to put your thoughts in other directions and you become less and less and less focused on alcohol by not even focusing on the absence of it. That is a place you can absolutely get to. Um, it definitely happened to me and it happens to the people that I speak to and the people that I work with and if you want that just know that it's totally available for you to keep going don't give up 
Um, I made a post that was like, don't listen to other people's opinions about what you're doing. And I think that that's really important too. If you decide that you want to change your relationship with alcohol, but you don't think that you'll have support from it, from your social, social circle or the people close to you, don't share it with them maybe, you know, if that you don't have, um, if you don't feel like it's going to be met with safety and security and anything but cheerleading for you, because that's what we need. It takes some bravery to, to step out of the cultural immersion of just alcohol being so such a given. And when you loosen yourself from that, it can feel scary. It can feel like stepping out on a ledge. So make sure that the people that you are sharing this journey with are in full support of you because that's what you deserve. I think you're awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I've updated the beginner's guide to mindful drinking. If you want a copy of that, it's free, and I'm going to put it just down below in the show notes there. If you have any questions, reach out to me, and I look forward to seeing you again next week.